You are listening to episode 64 of Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. You are listening to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that brings you motivation and inspiration to act, think, and speak in ways that make a positive impact on your life. I hope you're doing well and staying healthy. You don't want to miss this episode. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to another episode of Recognize Your Truth. Today, today's guest is Lucas Macello. I hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) And he is a public speaking coach. And uh, we've kind of been chatting offline and he has so much valuable information to share. So I cannot wait to dive into this interview. Welcome, Lucas. Hey, thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about Level Up Living. Level Up Living, on the surface, we do public speaking training, and uh, our, our, our flagship program is called Speak With Confidence. That's where we start, and it's for entrepreneurs and leaders who want to become more confident speaking in public, so maybe they're being held back because of fears or anxieties, or they're actually getting on stage, but they just don't feel like themselves. They feel really, their mind races, and, and it's not the real them that's showing up on stage. And that's what we do. We help them to get in, in tune with who they are and, and really to be able to stand their power to speak their truth. And how do you do that? Like how, so, because I really want to dive into yeah. what you do as far as like mindset training and mm-hmm. because we all could do anything we want to do. It's fear that holds us back. It's our mind. It's our own, it's our own we get in our own way. So I really want to kind of unpack, like, how do you do that? How do you give people the confidence to walk on stage and know that they have a huge audience to talk to and they could really crush it? Well, okay. So there's a lot in those statements that you just said. Now you mentioned going from, you know, where they are to get on stage and know that they can crush it. It's like, okay, that in itself is a massive journey because a lot of times, so even when we talk about mindset, so we got to start off with the foundation, which you alluded to is that we get in our own way. And that's the first, the first piece is embracing and recognizing that this is you versus you. Because a lot of times when I'll work with clients, they'll tell me stories where my teacher in elementary school made me read in front of the class and I felt humiliated or my parents, they would tell me that I was too loud and I just need to be quieter or society, you know, society was telling me that, you know, don't be so over the top. And actually a lot of my female clients will tell me that, you know, growing up, they were, they were told that uh, girls are to be seen, not heard. Right. You know, and, and that's a more of a generational pattern that comes up. And, and so, you know, what happens is like, it's not about, it's not about saying that these, these things didn't happen. But when we fixate on it, so a person that's going to say, yeah, but my mom told me I was too loud or, oh, my teacher humiliated me, that's external and you will never get past it. And so instead it's about taking ownership going, okay, that might've happened. Let's acknowledge that. But this is me versus me today. And what decisions can I do today to start making progress? So the first piece of mindset is to embrace that this is, this is a battle of you versus you because we're the only limiter. Uh, in, in our, in our journey and what we can achieve. 
And, you know, that's what I talk about all the time is, you know, we have our own fears, we get in our own way. I love how you kind of said, you know, uh, my grade school teacher put me in front of the class and because everything that we have in our head at this very moment, all the fears are all um, a combination of our experiences that we've had Mm -hmm. growing up whether it be a coach, a teacher, a mentor, a sibling, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, you know, whatever it happens to be. And so we are a combination of all that swirling around in our head. And really to find our own truth, we have to have those experiences ourselves. And so how do you get your clients to have those own, their own experiences? Yeah, great question. So this is about coming to face themselves. So that's the thing is, is our training. The first and foremost, we have to create a safe support environment because people come in, they're on edge, you know, they, they've had these experiences. And so one thing I really want to reinforce is that it's, it's important to acknowledge that these past experiences, the teacher and the parent and society, these are all real forces, but it's in taking ownership of it and going, okay, that happened to me. And I did what I had to do to survive. Now, the survival piece, that could show up either not seizing speaking opportunities, not putting yourself out there, or having tremendous fear. And so one piece that's counterproductive, and, and this is what we have to talk about in our, in our course, is step one is release the anger. Because that anger towards those other people, it's still going to keep you stuck. It's like, okay, so that happened. Let's release the anger. I'm here today. And this, the armor and the masks that we wear to protect ourselves, to survive and get through, that armor is now, it's hurting us. It's hurting us from our, our past. So the other piece, though, is it served us. And we got to acknowledge this, go, thank you, armor. Thank you, mask. You got me here today. Now we can part ways. But here's the other step, though. When we drop the armor, when we drop the mask, we have to become vulnerable. And so that's the piece. That's why our trains, it's, it's on the front end, it's public speaking. But really, it's deep personal development. Because this, my personal belief is that a a human's greatest fear is to be fully seen and fully heard. And so you can talk in public. I work with a lot of speakers and they speak, they're on conferences, they're doing panels, but they're not showing the real self. They're, they're hiding behind the suit. They're hiding behind the armor. They're hiding behind their accomplishments. And this is about, no, no, let's strip that away and allow you speak from your heart and truly show up and be seen. Um, and I could feel your passion when you're talking yeah. about this. And so why, I mean, this is, this is a, probably a question that's not, we're not going to a- be able to answer on a podcast, but we can discuss it is sure. why do you think we make ourselves, we are so fearful of being vulnerable. Like we're, we just, we, like you said, that shield, that armor, why do you think we do it? Because we all do it. Every single one of us does it. Okay. No matter how much we like to say, I showed up today. You might show up at that very moment without fear. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And you wish you could like duplicate that and just kind of keep repeating it. But why do you think? Why? Because we all are scared of the same thing. And if we're all scared of the same thing, why are we scared to be our true authentic selves? Personally, I feel it all comes down to the fear of rejection. And there's, there's a few different theories around that. One of them is 
the, the tribal theory. So we evolved from tribes. So we were in groups and those groups were, they were needed for our survival. So when you're in a small tribe and your survival is dependent on being in the group, you have to be very careful with what you say because the wrong words could get you kicked out of that tribe. And if you are kicked out of that tribe, that most likely meant death. Right. And so there's been this fear, this pattern that we've evolved with. It's like, don't say the wrong thing to get kicked out of that tribe. Now that conditioning no longer serves us today because in today's world, it's completely different. It's if you are not standing out, you're blending in. If you're blending in, you're, you're, you are not memorable. You are, you are not going to be, you're not going to be able to showcase your talents, your abilities. So that being said, it's, it's, we have to look at it. Okay. And if you look at it, how often group think people are always focused on like, what's everyone else saying and how can I fit in? But in order to get in today's world, you have to stand out. And so I always say that, you know, like you go to an ice cream shop and there's three flavors in there. You're going through what catches your eye. It's the exotic chocolates, the exotic flavors, something, oh, wow, this, you know, whatever, something that stands out. People don't walk in to an ice cream shop and go, wow, they have vanilla? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, vanilla. I've never, I can't imagine it. I've never so, had vanilla. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of mindset, for an entrepreneur today, don't be vanilla. You got to look at yourself that you're in the ice cream shop. That's where the clients are walking in. They're going to be looking around going, okay, what flavor catches my eye? Don't be vanilla. When you're vanilla, you're playing it safe. Now, that being said, it's all coming from that fear of rejection, which is what do I have to say to most likely be safe? But here's the kicker though. It is never safe to speak in public and it never will be. Right. And that's a piece that in terms of a mindset, anyone who's an entrepreneur that wants to put themselves out there, they need to not only accept it, but to embrace it is that it is not safe to speak. And so how do you get them to embrace that it's not safe to speak, but still go out and speak? Because what is the alternative? The alternative is, here's the thing. If you have a passion, you have a message inside of you that you know you can help people. You know you can help people you know, improve their lives with their products or services. But why are you, we got to look at why are people not speaking? Well, it's because they're worried about negative comments on YouTube. They're worried about potentially offending somebody in the audience, saying the wrong thing. If they do a video and what happens if I change my mind down the future? What if I look bad? What if, you know, I freeze up and blank? So two things. One, these are all ego-based statements. Right. It's all focused on how am I going to look, which you got to shift your mind that you are going to be here of service. So you, you, your fears, they get they get you pass them by focusing on service. But the other piece, it's what's the alternative. If you do not share your message because you're afraid of what other people might say because of the rejection that's possible in the room. But here's the other piece. Ultimately, when you do that, you're rejecting yourself. So that's the choice. It's rejection of yourself or the potential rejection of an audience. I, I love how you put that. That's such a great way of, of staying, of, of, putting that in a context because our passion has to be bigger than our fear. Exactly. And um, I love that I just said that. I'm writing it down. Yeah, that's a great one. It's true. <laughs> um, our passion has to be bigger than our fear. And so um, when I think that's how you show up is when, when that happens because you want other people to hear your message. You want to impact other people. You want to empower them. You want to 
hopefully change their life for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I love that. Okay. So I want you to tell me about you. Who is Lucas? Tell me about you. Where did you come from? How'd you get here? Well, well, he's a, I like long walks on the beach. Uh, <laughs> so hi, got here. I, I struggled with anxiety and panic attacks for 15 years from 14 to 29. I was high school. I was in wrestling practice and, and I'd be going through practice. I kept felt like I was dying and I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I'd run out of practice, go to the washroom, throw some cold water in my face, come back, boom, same thing happened to me. And back then, they didn't talk about, you know, this don't do drugs. It was old, you know, don't do drugs movement. Mental right. health, mental, mental illness, that was not talked about. And so, you know, just imagine that you're in a room and there's 60 guys in this wrestling team and you're the one guy that keeps running out and you don't know what's happening, but you think you're going to die all the time. And so going through that, I thought I was crazy. I thought, what's wrong with me? I, I felt like I didn't fit in to everybody else. Sure. And so that's where my armor and my masks came from because I was embarrassed and I was caught between a rock and a hard place. I was very embarrassed and ashamed of what was happening, but I also didn't have the courage to tell anybody because I was afraid that if it got out, I'd be judged, I'd be rejected, all these fears. So I lived with it for 15 years, having to hide, having to mask these panic attacks, having to mask my anxiety, overcompensating and and that leads to that not being having authentic relationships more importantly I wasn't being authentic to myself sure sure yeah. and so how did you um start to overcome that like what were the steps that you took to to start you know fighting back and and not having that um really run your life yeah that's great it was running my life for sure you know and, and that's the thing it, it was interesting because I was I was suffering greatly uh-huh. But my fear of being exposed and found out was greater. Right. And, and that's something I was on an interview this morning and, and the, the guy asked me, he's like, you know, why did it take you 15 years? I'm like, that's exactly it. I was the fear of being found out. And, you know, maybe if someone's listening to this, it could be the fear that's keeping you in hiding. Because I believe a lot of entrepreneurs in today's world, they have a message, but they're professional hiders. So maybe they're doing their business, but are they putting themselves out there? to the level that they know they could. And there's, I, I was, there's two different versions. There's our fully actualized self, powerful on stage, making a huge impact. And then the lower self where it's like, I'm afraid to put myself out there, negative comments. So it's always this internal battle. Right. But bringing it back, it took me 15 years. I was laid off. I was working in finance. Uh, I was laid off. And that job layoff, I felt like I lost my identity and I lost my, my value in the world. And that was the kicker because then my anxiety and panic attacks got really bad. I became depressed. Uh, I, I started to, you know, it, investing in, st- in penny stocks, which was really gambling. And I'm losing all my money. And then I went to the doctor and he's like, okay, you look really bad. And I got sent to the mental hospital. And there I was, you know, 30 years old in that parking lot, looking at that entrance and thinking of two things. One, how did I let myself get here? That's the first one. How did I let myself get here? And two was I was 30 and I go, if I live to 70, I can't do another 40 years like this. Sure. And so I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to live. And, and that's where, you know, this sign do something that scares you every day. Those first 10 steps to the door, it was just dark. But then about five steps to that front door, I, something shifted in my brain where I was in my mindset where I thought, okay, I'm finally going to get answers. I'm finally going to figure out what's going on. And maybe this is the help that I need. I went in met the psychiatrist, ran through some tests. He's like, hey, you have panic disorder. And if you follow our, our stress management recovery program, 
there's going to be a day that you don't. And I'm like, really? Amazing. I'm in. Tell me what I need to do. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And that was a turnaround in my life. Awesome. I, I love hearing your story and that you were committed to take the steps to make that happen. And that, um, like you said, you faced those fears because I think sometimes living in the pain that we live in finally comes to a point where you don't want to live there anymore. Like you were saying, I'm 30. I don't want to live like this until I'm 70. What do I need to do to change my life? Mm -hmm. Um, And so you took what you were doing, your fears, and you're turning them into helping other people face theirs. And what, what a blessing. What a, what a great blessing. Yeah, for sure. I feel incredibly honored. And you know, the other thing too, is that the guilt that I felt, I started thinking about if I killed myself, I have a really great family. And I thought about the guilt that, and the the guilt that I felt and the, because of the pain that they would have. And that was the other additional driver because in, in those moments, I feel that you can be at your personal low, but I just feel people can, they can overlook their pain or we can adjust to our pain where it kind of normalizes it. And that's just like, ah, oh, that's just how it is. But for me, it was connecting it to my family. I'm like, okay, if I actually did this, what would they go through? And that's where I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to get some help. Well, that's awesome, Lucas, that you recognize that because some people don't. And the f- the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you is obviously you recognized it. So, you know, that right there is a blessing in itself. I mean, there was a shift in your mindset at some point that you said, you know, I I don't want to die, but I don't want to live. What am I going to do? Because I'm not going to live here anymore. So what Mm -hmm. do I need to do to make, to make this better, to take steps? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, I entered the stress program and had to make a lot of lifestyle changes, a lot of diet changes. Uh So got rid of alcohol, uh, cut back on sugars, cut back on caffeine and I stopped martial arts and I had to take on yoga. And that was a big (laughs) shift for me because Uh when you're living with anxiety and panic attacks constantly, you're operating with so much adrenaline in your system that martial arts was adding even more fuel to it. So like, no, no, we get, we, we get a ground and, 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 I, I, yoga has been such a massive piece for my life to just really calm down and ground. And that combination of the diet changes with the lifestyle changes. And then the other piece was incremental exposure. That was big. So it's like these things here, you know, I, I burnt out a couple of times because I didn't understand. I understood exposure therapy, the whole, put yourself out there. That was very clear to me, but I didn't understand the incremental part. It's like slowly build up towards <laughs> right. it. When right. you're constantly just blasting yourself with fears, that's not so healthy for you. And so <laughs> I had to learn this concept of increment. The psychiatrist taught me that one. He's like, no, no, because you got to slowly oh. build you into this so that you acclimate to it and it doesn't shock your system. Like, oh, okay. So well, and it's interesting that you say incremental exposure and what a great term to use because I think we see all these successful people, all these successful entrepreneurs, we see everything going on on social media and we think, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And what we don't understand is that person just didn't show up like that. They just didn't come into millions of dollars, into millions of followings, you know, followers into 
that just didn't happen. And they are just like you and I starting out somewhere, starting out, you know, whatever that they are, wherever they are in their journey, wherever you are, or, or wherever I am in my journey. I mean, it just didn't happen overnight. It's and, and so what a great term in incremental exposure. It, you know, like I always say, you can't, you know, you only can take one bite of the elephant at a time or, you know, um, just one step at a time. You know, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's the whole, you know, the 10 year overnight success. It's like, okay, yeah. it's like, <laughs> right. That, that's constant. You know, that's something even today, you know, I, I coach TEDx speakers constantly. I've been involved with TEDx for many years now. And, you know, the, the whole comparison trap, that's a big thing. So when I work with clients, cause they come in, I remember one time I came in and it was, we have three day events and on this, the day one, this woman left the training and she was all excited. She's like, Oh my God, I feel really pumped up. And I see her day two and in, in the morning and uh -huh. she just looks really dejected and down. And I'm like, I go, what, what's wrong with what, What's going on? She's like, you know, I, I showed my husband my videos because we videotape people just because sure. one, it brings up the inner critic and two, it's a metric of like, how are you progressing? So sure. she goes, I showed my, my husband the videos last night and he looked at him and goes, well, he's like, that's not what those TED speakers do. They're better than that. And it just cut her, her enthusiasm and her pride. And I was like, okay, two things. One, you really, you have to have an honest talk with your husband about being supportive on this. Right. But then two, was this compare? How are you going to compare yourself day one of a speaking training for people that are nervous to, to TED, TED speakers? speakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Hundreds of hours and years to get to that stage versus... Right. You're coming off the street going, I don't know if I can even put myself out there. It, that, that comparison trap, it gets people every time. It, it does. Um, years and years ago, I used to decorate, um, do custom decorated cakes when, okay. you know, when kids were little. And I wanted, you know, just to do something creative. And I took a couple of classes. And one of the things my teacher said, the instructor said when we first walked in there, because she, the first thing she does is, we sit, we all sit down and she fully decorates a cake for us on the first class fully. Okay. And it's beautiful, you know, and yeah, you're like, right. Oh, I want my cake to look like that. And so what she says is she's like 20 years experience first mm -hmm. day 20. Mm -hmm. And she kept repeating that over and over and over because I think we all left there going, I want my cake to look like hers and our cake was not going to look like hers on the first day. Okay. So yeah, we, we get caught in that comparison oh, all the time. It happens. But at the other piece, though, so I mean, really, for in terms of mindset, it's coming back that, you know, just wherever you are is okay. And, and that's why even when I start my training, the first thing we do is baseline videos where they get up and it's 30 seconds. It's your name, what you do, what you want on the course. And there's no prep. There's no priming. I want to say this is you off of the street. Good, bad, indifferent. This is you. And then we make people watch them in a group. And that brings up a lot. That brings up a person's inner critic. But people look at it and they go either, you know, I'm not as bad as I thought, which is really powerful to kind of to, to start turning that, that inner critic down. Uh -huh. Or they look at it and go, wow, I have a lot of work to do, which is great because now we're in a training and you can actually now work I know on where it. I need to focus. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. That inner critic. Mm -hmm. All right, Lucas, where can we get a hold of you? How can we find you? Go to leveluploving.com. That's the easiest place. Okay. Yeah, leveluploving.com. That's my website. Go through. And, and our, our whole process is you go through, you, you schedule a call, and it's with myself. And it's for people that, you know, they want to go to that next level by sharing their message in a bigger way. And maybe the fear, the anxiety is in the way, and they don't say yes to speaking, or they speak all the time, 
and they want to go to that next level in terms of authenticity and expression in getting on bigger stages. There's always, it's, it's you versus yourself. And you come in that room, it's just a great fit to face yourself. And our process always start off with a consultation call because we, we got to have the right fit of people in the room. And so we do that just to see, is it a fit for you? And if it is, the people that say yes to it, it's an amazing investment. And I will make sure and link those up in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Well, hey, my pleasure. And I want to leave the viewers one last thing. It's that, you know, the biggest takeaway that I get, this is about giving yourself permission. You know, you, you could take everything out there. I, I could give a million tactics and techniques and strategies. But at the end of the day, this comes down to you giving yourself permission to share your message. Now, there's going to be that doubt in your mind saying, is my message good enough? And trust me, from a guy that I had no background, this was this whole business was an accident. All I believed in was, hey, I want to use my story. I'm going to share it. And hope if somebody else has that same experience, I want them to know that they're not alone and there's hope. And so when you come from that place, trust me, people are listening. But the problem with today's world is there's conditioning society. It's keep your voice quiet. But this is where we need to reclaim our voice. And this comes from you giving yourself permission. I don't care where you have to start. Do a Facebook video. Go on an anonymous blog. Start putting yourself out there because the whole world starts to uplift when there's role models like you giving yourself permission to share your message. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Thank you, Lucas. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Recognize Your Truth. I'm so blessed that you spent a part of your day with me. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. Secrets and evasion.